This is Raina Campbell, host of the Dreams and Drive podcast, and you're listening to Chasing Dreams with Amy J. Welcome to Chasing Dreams podcast with Amy J. Amy believes that realizing a life without regrets is achieved by taking chances, chasing your dreams, making moves, and overcoming your doubts. The Chasing Dreams podcast will help you overcome life's obstacles, believe in your potential, and inspire you to face your fears. And now here's the woman who is passionately pursuing her dreams, Amy J. Hey, Dream Chasers, this is Amy J, and thank you so much for tuning in to episode 162 of Chasing Dreams. Firstly, this episode is sponsored by our Patreon campaign supporters. Thanks to all of you for not just your monetary support, but for also believing in my mission to help inspire, empower, and equip people to chase their dreams. Your help makes it possible for me to continue that work. For more information on our Patreon campaign and or if you'd like to donate a dollar a month to help keep the show going, you can learn more at amyj21.com slash Patreon. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Guys, I have found you a fellow chief dream chaser. Yeah, I'm willing to share this title with this next guest because she has earned it. I want you to meet Raina Campbell. She's the founder, host, and chief dream driver of the Dreams in Drive podcast. She is a storyteller at heart and loves helping others figure out how to shine and put their goals into action. Her work has been featured on Elle, The Jimmy Fallon Show, Huffington Post, Madame Noir, XO and Nicole, Fox 5, and more. She's a proud graduate of Princeton University and Emma Bowen Foundation Media Program alum, and she has taken some time out of her busy schedule to talk to us, and I can't wait for you to listen. Here you go. Hey, Raina, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Hey, Amy, I am so excited to be on your show. You know, it's so funny because I think Stephen Hart is the one that told me that there was someone else doing a podcast about dreams. And I was like, no way. Who is it? I got to meet them. And he mentioned Dreams and Drive. And I was like, now, one, that's dope title. That was awesome. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And then two, I was like, she's doing some amazing things. So I got to ask, as a fellow dreamer, as someone who's also encouraging others to dream and, and chase those dreams, how did you come up with Dreams in Drive? The name? Yeah. So that's actually a very, very funny story. So this is how it goes. Okay, are you ready? Yes. So I was in, <laughs> I was in the Checkers drive through with my friend and um, we were going to get like, you know, I, I, it was it was had to be around like October 2015. And I was obsessed with Checkers, which is like a fast food restaurant. It's uh, they had funnel cakes and I was obsessed with the funnel cakes. Right. So one day I'm like, we got to go to Checkers. So we're in Checkers. We get the funnel cake. We're going through the drive through and it had of me there's like this abandoned well, not really abandoned building but like um the entrance to someone's driveway and there was like a fence with a sign on it that said no parking you know we're really big into photography so i'm like stop we have to get 
a picture of me next to this no parking sign. And so I like took a picture next to this no parking sign. I remember posting it on Facebook. And um, around this time, this is when I had I had put into the universe that I wanted to do a podcast. And I was just talking about like, you know, I'm launching a podcast in January. I just took this picture and my cousin was like, Hey, you should name your podcast. No parking. And I was like, Oh, that's <laughs> a really, really cool name. I love it. Right. It really goes with what I stood for. Um, and so just in the whole planning process of me, um, you know, planning to launch the no parking podcast. I remember when I first got my mic, I plugged it into a uh, garage band. I was just playing around with like the sound and stuff. And you know how you do like fake intros yeah. and something. I was just like, Hey, this is Raina Campbell. Welcome to the no parking podcast. And I'm going to help you put your dreams in drive. And then I just paused and I was like, dreams and drive. Wow. Like that's a cool name, but I didn't launch the podcast uh, and it wasn't originally named Dreams and Drive. It was actually called the No Parking Podcast Mm -hmm. and the community was called the Dreams and Drive Community. But then like a few episodes in, a lot of like my guests were like, hey, you should just call it Dreams and Drive. Like that's catchier. And so I officially uh, changed the name 32 episodes into the Dreams and Drive podcast. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Mm hmm. I just changed my episode, my my show artwork. You changed the whole, con- not not even concept, but the title of the show. I love that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny. It's like I was already kind of using Dreams and Drive. Like I would always say the No Parking Dreams and Drive community or the No Parking Dreams and Drive podcast. But I just kind of took off the No Parking, um, the No Parking out of the branding. So it kind of it, it still flowed and it wasn't too much of a change. Like most people probably didn't even realize that the name changed officially. Ooh, you guys heard it here first or maybe like <laughs> after her 38 second episode. But for us, it's a first. So you are someone who inspires others. You are an encourager. You are a motivator. When you were young, is this something that you've always wanted to do or aspired to do is kind of have an influence on others like that? It's funny because um, I once posted on Facebook, like, you know how they have those little like stories that you can repost. And I think the one that everybody was reposting was like, what's your first memory of me or something like that. So I remember reposting it on my Facebook wall. And uh, one of my my friends from kindergarten, uh, Iman, she responded and she said, I remember you would always sit and read everyone's stories. And I was like, what? Like, she's like, yeah, like you. Because I I remember I I was very advanced when it came to reading. So in kindergarten, I was probably reading on like a third or fourth grade level. And um, I would like sit and she said, you would just read everyone's stories. And so it does make sense to me. And I do remember as a kid always being that person with the ideas, but always being the person who was very, very interested in making sure other people believed in themselves. So, you know, whether it was like the kid who always got bullied or, you know, whether it was my own peer group, I was always like the 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 captain, right? In mm-hmm. the sense of like, guys, we could do it or let's do this. And, you know, we will all put our heads together and we can make things happen. So I was definitely like a make things happen type type of person, especially as a young kid. And so you kind of kept that going because in an episode of Jimmy Fallon, <laughs> you uh, spoke to Chadwick Boseman. And I don't know what you were speaking to. I can't remember. Was it like a, a poster? A poster? Yeah, it was like a poster thing. It was a Black Panther poster. And like, I, I assumed it was a camera there. So that's what I thought 
that I was speaking to. <laughs> so we're going to talk more about this in a sec, but for, for the summary was she was talking to this uh, Black Panther poster about the impression and impact Black Panther movie had on her and her dreams. And one of them was that you were a storyteller and you talked about that. And Chadwick comes out and says, what kind of movies do you want to make? And I was like, oh, my God. What? Yes. <laughs> so, so I'm sure you were shocked. You could. There's no way you couldn't have been. You can't fake that. How did that whole event come about? Uh, that is such a good story. So it all goes back to like why it's so important that you have to tell people what about what you're doing and like why putting what you're doing out into the world really matters. So, um, you know, I'm always sharing with my personal and um, professional networks, like on my social media networks, what I'm up to. And I remember I had just uh, done an interview with one of the Dora Milaje from Black Panther. Oh, um, and I posted about it. I posted about it on uh, my Facebook wall. And then like a few days later, one of my high school or not high school, my one of my college dance friends. So we were both in the same dance group. She reaches out to me and she's like, hey, Raina, you know, I'm working. I work at the Jimmy Fallon show and we're working on a show that's all about Black Panther and Black Panther fans and we're doing a segment on people who are really influenced by the show and I think you'd be really good to come on like do you want to come to New York and you know just record like a 30 second snippet of like what Black Panther meant to you and so at this point I was like oh like do I want to go all the way to New York to just do 30 seconds like to what like you know what what was in it for me and at first I wasn't going to do it you know she didn't tell me anything else she just said "I, I really think you know I really hope you can make it and so I said you know what F it like I'll just try you never know who you can meet there like in my head it was like you never know like maybe I'll run into you know someone behind the scenes who I can talk about dreams and drive with or whatever so that's how it really came about it was like one of my college friends who saw that I was you know doing things and she was like an advocate for me and she she really I, I assume that she helped or she talked to the producers and said, I'd be a good fit for the show because we did have to audition. So we had to send like clips of what we would say. So I sent like a very short clip and they ended up picking me. And I remember going up there and going into the studios, sitting in the holding room, getting mic'd up. And it wasn't up. It wasn't until like maybe like 10 minutes before the guy who I was sitting next to, who um, I now know because like we became like Instagram friends. His name is Darren. And he was like, you know, they did this before with Michelle Obama and she was behind the screen. Right. And I was like, wait, really? Like, do you think like he'll be there? And then he was like, I don't know. But like, you never know. Right. And so the whole time that I was speaking in the back of my head, I kind of was like, wait, is he going to be here? Is he not going to be here? Like, like I was anticipating something and I was just like, wait, what's, what's the surprise going to be? Is there a surprise? But when he came out, like I didn't expect it to be like that. And I was genuinely like, Oh my gosh, what? I couldn't (laughs) even answer his question. Right. Um, the, con- the the part that they didn't show, <laughs> it was when, like, he was, like, holding my hands, and he's like, you know, what kind of movies do you want to make? He asked me two more times, and what I ended up saying, <laughs> it's so embarrassing what I said to him, <laughs> I said romances while looking at him in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and then him and Jimmy Fallon started, uh, they started laughing, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Girl, you spoke your truth. Yeah, I mean, I really do want to make, I love like romance, like a really good romance story. So maybe one day. Maybe one day. But but what I loved about it is, and and this explains, you you have a mind for branding. 
You wore a Dreams in Drive, was it a sweatshirt, a t-shirt? Yeah, my crew neck. I was like, listen, you never know. I never know who I'm going to meet. And, you know, if this does go on TV, I at least should make it Brandon, right? I should yeah. at least, I should get something out of it. Because I kept thinking, like, what will I get out of this, right? Like, what's in it for me as a brand? And so me just putting on the t-shirt and repping Dreams and Drive was how I kind of sold myself on, like, all right, Raina, you can get in front of millions of people with just, like, you know, by wearing your shirt. So it was definitely, definitely strategic, definitely intentional. And you did. I mean, guys, and we'll, we'll put a link to the YouTube video in the show notes. You can see it there. And you can see... It lives in infamy. Well, not infamy makes it seem bad. It lives in perpetuity. Like, yeah, I was like Instagram famous for like a whole week. It was fun. <laughs> and you're still YouTube famous. It's in there, which is yeah. which is awesome and uh, very smart of you. But what I love is you were right. It's 30 seconds. I don't know. How far was it for you to get to New York? Um, so my train into Penn Station, New York, from where I live is about like 30 minutes. So from door to door is probably under an hour. So it wasn't that bad for me to get to the Rockefeller Studios. It wasn't bad. But again, 30 seconds, you probably you have a day job, you have a life, um, traffic, inconvenience, you know, all this stuff adds up. But for 30 seconds, you still said yes. Yep. And you had no idea what was going to happen. No. And it's funny because on my way. So like if you know New York, like you Penn Station is like the main terminal transportation hub. And I decided I was going to walk from 34th Street to 50th Street. And along the way, there was like, yeah, I love walking. You might think I'm crazy, but I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll just walk. Right. And so along the way, there was like a VH1 uh, truck that they were doing makeovers. <laughs> but, like you can get like they were doing like an activation of some sort. So I'm like, oh, my God, I have time. Let me get my face done. So I ended up getting like my eyebrows professionally done. I'm like, this is a sign. Yes. God, I'm going to be on TV and my eyebrows will at least be cute. <laughs> if nothing else, you had the branding down and you had the look. Yeah. Locked in. But this is just one. I mean, you've also been featured on a numerous other platforms, encouraging others to draw, uh, to dream and do what they have. And storytelling is such a big part of what you want to do. But what was it in college? Because this isn't your full-time job. What was it in, that you did in college or in your younger years that kind of directed you this way? So, you know, it's it's interesting. I've always been somebody who sees stories or sees potential for stories everywhere. So in, in high school, actually, I was really into like the art. So I was into playwriting and dance. And then in college, I was into dance. Like I was I want to say I was like a full time dancer. I, I equate the amount of time I spent dancing to people who were like professional college athletes because, you know, you had to practice every day, practice on Saturdays. It was very intense. But um, in college, the I think the thing for me that was very pivotal in my own journey was my first like real desk job. So from my sophomore to senior year, I worked in the Office of Career Services as a communications and marketing intern. And I remember one of the first tasks that my boss gave me when she gave me a little like Kodak foot camera. I don't know if you remember these little small held handheld video cameras. Oh, yeah. And she was like, go around. Um, you guys, we're going to do a question of the week. And I want you to be the person who writes the blog. So go around and ask students what their career questions are. So what I would do was I would go around campus and have students ask me a career question. And then I would go back and type up the responses to it via a blog. 
So that was like the first task that Eva Kubu, I have to shout her out, she gave me. And it made me realize I love talking to people. So I became known as like the career services girl with the camera. Um, And then in junior year, in junior and senior year at Princeton, you have to do independent research with your with your um, with your major department. So in sociology, I decided that I wanted to talk to um, uniformed employees at Princeton about how their uniforms affected their experiences at work. So I wrote like a 50 page paper all about uniforms and I interviewed like over 20 different uh, uniformed employees and non-uniformed employees. Wow. And I wrote this thesis and um, not thesis. I wrote this, they called it a junior paper. I ended up getting an A plus on it. And it made me realize that I love the idea of talking to people and parsing through interviews, transcribing and that people's stories mattered. And then in senior year at Princeton, then I ended up doing my senior thesis, which ended up being a like 112 page, one 112 page paper. And it was all about policing in my hometown of Orange. So I interviewed police officers, I interviewed residents, and I interviewed chaplains all about their views towards community policing and just how policing affected the city. And I think me spending so much time, like almost a year doing these papers made me really appreciate like the process of storytelling right although it was a research paper to me it was telling the story getting the research behind the story and then making sure that I was using these words to inspire some type of action so like ever since I can remember like this has been something that I really loved and it seems like you're using it I mean you've taken it and put it into the form of this podcast now in all of those interviews you've done and even the ones you do with for dreams and drive. Is there a lesson that's kind of stuck out with you that kind of sticks with you today? A lesson that you've learned from hearing other stories that may have kind of guided you through the actions you take even to today. I think one of the biggest lessons, and it's a big theme throughout everyone's story is that sometimes the person who's like, the biggest, the biggest block that most of us come across among our journeys is often ourselves. And even in my own journey, it's like, you know, that fear, that doubt. Everybody goes through those moments along whatever road to success they're, they're going on. But it's being able to work through that. But also it's being able to identify that is what's going to get you to the next level. Like everyone that I've had over on my show, you know, I've had over like 150 guests. They've all had to struggle with some form of personal conflict. And it's that personal conflict that's often the biggest thing to get through. Like for a lot of people, you might think it's like the tactical, like, you know, making a business plan, learning social media. Like, no, that stuff can be worked through pretty easily. Mm -hmm. But it's the asking yourself, like, am I deserving of this? Can I do it? Will I make it? Those are the things that um, I think it's the biggest lesson. It's like knowing that if you are doubting yourself, you're not alone because a lot of times, a lot of us feel like we're alone, but we're really not. Everyone's journey is filled with those moments. What do you think? And I think that's absolutely true. And before we go any further, congratulations on 150 plus episodes and guests. Thank you. You know, that is phenomenal numbers. Thank you. You know, sometimes I think back and I'm like, wow, like, really? It's <laughs> been like, you know, when you just get into the yeah. flow of it and then you like look back and you're like, wow, I did that. Like, you know, the Steve Urkel, did yeah. I do that? Like, that's what. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. Yeah. But I mean, I think you're absolutely right, though. I, it's interesting. 
that even after talking to the number of guests that I have, you know, I've come to the same conclusion. It's something internal within ourselves. Like we always think that it's something external that's stopping us or that the guests have said is, you know, anytime they, they discover something, I'm like, oh, that's not an external factor. It's always internal, something that they've kept from themselves that have held them back from fulfilling their greatness. And it's only when they overcame that, that they actually had success in a way that they were happy about, you know? Yeah. And it unlocked. It's kind of like, you know, having a having a huge treasure chest in your room and you don't know how to unlock it. And then when you finally unlock it, it's like everything else just becomes so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because. While they all can be traced to being internal issues, they're always different. Mm-hmm. You know, some some are, you know, conf- some are confidence, some some is fear. You know, it all kind of relates to some personal thing, but it's something that they kind of put into a external thing without realizing it's really an internal thing that they kind of have to go through. Yeah, definitely. Self-work is the best work, right? Oh, I like or, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Self-work is the best work because like you have to um, you really have to dig deep. As I said, it's like you can't try to unlock other things in life if you don't have the freedom to unlock yourself first. Um, and when you when you're free in the sense, then it's going to be easier to, as I would say, like on, on my show, it's, like, it's going to be easier to drive when you don't have that automatic breakup in the car. <laughs> You know, like the thing in the middle that's <laughs> called the break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is the break, and that is an awesome <laughs> analogy. Because I was like, as soon as you said, it, I was like, "Oh, that is so true." You just don't go anywhere. Yeah, but so let me ask you: Have you had moments where you had to look at yourself internally and work on something? Yeah, I think like the biggest thing for me, um, and it's something that like I talked to my like I was just talking to my best friend about this yesterday. It's the whole idea of like fear of success, right? A lot of people fear failure. And I don't think I fear failure so much, but I think I have this like this fear of but what if I make it? Will I want it? And I think that's what's holding me back with a lot of things is like, maybe I could go a little bit harder, but maybe I'm playing in the safe zone because I already know how the safe zone feels and I'm comfortable here. But let's say, you know, I work a little bit harder and, you know, I actually do reach all these goals. Will I really want that? Like, will I be happy? Like, I, like in my head, I always tell myself, like, I don't want to be famous. I just want to be regular. Like, I just want to be like behind the scenes. And a lot of times people are telling me, but Raina, you are the brand and you have to work on building your own personal brand because people connect with you. And in my head, it's like, but, you know, I want to be Oprah, but I don't want to be Oprah, but I want to be Oprah. Right. And it's like this, this back and forth of what am I seeing as success and why do I think I won't be able to handle it if I do reach it? Right. Um, that's definitely been the big thing that I've been working through. It's interesting that you say it that way. Um, the fact that you want to be Oprah, but not Oprah. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting because I, I, you know, I wonder sometimes when we think what we want, isn't actually what we want, but we don't realize that until we get what we thought we wanted. Right. Right. Definitely. I I can definitely relate to that. Right. And and as I'm saying, I was like, did that make sense? But yeah, I mean, because I think sometimes the same thing with podcasting, with, you know, public speaking, with just helping people. It's like, I want to be Oprah, but I'm not sure I want to be Oprah. 
but I yeah. but I want to help people. I mean, that's like in all of this, I just want to help people to unlock their potential because I think that there are too many people walking through life and not living life. Ah, uh, say that again. There are too many people walking through life and not living it. I agree with that because I feel like there's so many of us who you know, it, it's funny because I just went to Los Angeles for the first time last week and I realized it's like, you know, when you keep telling yourself you're going to go on vacation, but you just keep putting it off like, oh, I'm going to wait till like, you know, I have more in my savings. Oh, I'm going to wait till I have more days. And then when you go, you're like, why did I wait so long? And you realize that just the essence of going, just being in a different environment, being on a different side of the country, it just fueled your creativity and it just fuels your inspiration like you just feel like it really does like make you gives you some type of energy and and it made me realize that there's so much more to life that we don't even realize we can achieve or we can touch just because we're limiting what we're limiting ourselves because of and in my in my case and because of how we allow others to define what we should be doing. And I think that's also probably a big, big lesson that I've learned from a lot of my guests on the show is you have to define your own life, right? You have to create your own rules. And one of the biggest things that I've been learning is, you know, when you get advice from other people, mm -hmm. you have to be cautious sometimes. And you have to say, do you want the life that that person has, right? I call it dream killers. Like, do you trust the person's advice because they've been able to walk through it? Because a lot of people will give you advice based upon their own fears. Like, I tell people all the time, like, sometimes your parents, they, they may be the people who love you the most in your life, but sometimes they can be dream killers and they don't even know it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to be very aware of other people and how you're allowing other people's impressions of what you should be doing influence those inner desires of yours because... A lot of us aren't moving because other people are telling us we shouldn't when we really want to. Okay, there's just so much to unpack in that. There's just so much to unpack. First of all, yes. Yes, yes, yes. To all of that. Um, before we go back to the part where your experience in L.A., um, mm -hmm. I want to talk about the dream killers. Because one of the things I, I try and I have been saying lately is, and reminding myself as well as others is it's your life, not their life. And yep. oftentimes we put others dreams and think that it's our own and it's not always the case. And have you found, I mean, you're, you're um, about the parents. I, I understand, you know, my parents want the best for me. They probably didn't see me doing podcasting and all that is the thing to do, but I love it. I enjoy it, which is why I'm doing it. Have you had other people tell you or direct you? Because you said that it was one thing you struggled with with, and conflicted with something that you wanted and had to fight against. My parents, like my parents are like good old Jamaican parents, right? Like, and you know, they came here from another country many, many years ago. Um, and they had to kind of like put their dreams aside in order to just make it and survive. So when they had kids, it's like, we don't want you to struggle. And so my parents, like, like they've always fostered my creative spirit, right? And my entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. But I think in the back of their head, they always just saw this as a hobby, right? And to them, it's like, all right, like you can do this. You're good at this, but like you should have a backup plan like you know like my dad is still trying to convince me that I should go to business school before it's too late just in case right because degrees are what really matter right if you want to get the good job and so what I've had to realize is like 
the world has changed since they were my age and I can take lessons from what they're trying to show me or tell me, but I don't have to do exactly what they're trying to say. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, what is being able to identify what's really going on here? Like what's the story that they're telling themselves about what my decision could possibly be. And as I said before, it really is about fear and it's a, it's coming from a place, a place of fear and love. Like they're not telling me, Oh, Raina, go get a business degree because they don't believe in me. It's just because they just don't want to see me struggle. And I understand that. I definitely understand that. And that's why it makes it forces me to really be able to come back at them with a rebuttal. Right. So it makes me really have to be strong in what it is that I'm doing and say, but there is a plan and be able to explain to them an industry that they may not know of. Right. So I had to say, you know, mom, like podcasting, it's actually can be a very lucrative industry if you're able to build your audience. And so right now, one of my goals, you know, with dreams and drive is to focus on doing these type of like activities so that I can grow my audience so that ultimately I can get like more ad dollars or whatever it is and so just in that moment I'm able to take something that was like fear-based and educate her so at least she's now a little bit more informed right so at least the next time she complains she could be like well if you're not out here growing your audience you need to go to business school (laughs) (laughs) it's like a little bit more like I, I could I could explain to her a little bit better but I think what you said is um on the money because it it does come from a pe- place of fear and love. Yeah. They, they have the best of intentions. Not everyone though, guys, has the best of intentions with the advice yeah. they give you. Some people are just haters. Some people are just like, they don't want to see you win. Like, they, and, and that's true. That's you true. You have to be able to identify both types of dream killers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the ones who come from a place of love, educate. The haters, ignore. Kick them out. Right, kick them out. You don't need that. You Put them don't need in the that. garage and throw away the key. Yes. <laughs> Get a new house. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, <laughs> drive them away. So, right, I want to come back to the other thing you said because I think I had this epiphany recently, and you talked about it how when you went to LA, you got out of your comfort zone, your environment, your typical place of where you are, and you just were rejuvenated. Do you find that when you go outside your norm, those vacations, those even conferences and things like that, that aren't in your norm day to day life, right? Do you find that's a constant thing that happens, a a new spark or relighting of your fire? Yeah, definitely. And I think it brings me back to like being a child and just loving books, right? The thing I loved about books was that I could go into a new world and I could imagine what these worlds were like. Like I was such an avid fiction reader. And so for me, like going to a new place is like living a new book, right? And instead of having to imagining, well, sorry, instead of having to imagine how this new place looks I'm actually living it. So it's really like um it's like living the book experience 
in real time, right? Like a new book and just, you know, going to places I've never been before or seeing things I've read about. Like you, it's, it's funny. Like we went to um, like Roscoe's house of chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've always heard about it, but I've never went and just going there. I'm like, Oh, okay. And now I'm able to put these imagined experiences into like a real memory. And for me, like, that's what lights me up. Like that's what like tickles my, my pickle. Like, I don't know if that's the right terminology to use but like I just love like I don't know it's just it, it, it excites me so yes it does but at the same time um you know because you have to play both sides of the penny is um at the same time though it can make you anxious like sometimes it's like you can have a fear of missing out right it's like oh my god am I not doing this enough or you know is this where I need to be and is my old life like not the life I should be living so it can be it can be a it can be like fantasy and an escape from reality but you always have to remember like you have to know how to ground yourself and not not let like for me especially I have to make sure like not to take myself to that place of anxiety and start like doubting what I do have because then you can start to covet other experiences that aren't yours like let's say you know I went to Mexico and you see people vacationing and they're like living in a villa for like a month and then you're like oh my god why can't I have the life where I can live here for a month and then you start doubting everything that you're building back home so you have to have a balance of everything and know how to view the experience that you're having I I think that's very true because it's easy for us to like like at, at the podcast conference that where we met, right? There were so many people talking about how they were about to go fly to other countries and just live there for a little bit. And then they'll come back and they were going to be island hopping and others who had vacations that they could be taking. And all I could think was, I got my day job to get back to. Right. And I love my day (laughs) job, guys. I don't, it's nothing about me hating my day job or anything. It's that you see someone else doing something and you're like, huh? But, Again, it's it's knowing the balance and not getting yourself to a point of anxiousness. I I think Reina's absolutely right. I mean, it's very easy to slip into that. Yeah, no, that is so true. Like, you really have to make sure that you you don't allow yourself to slip into those moments because you can slip there and stay there and just backtrack and all the process that you or all the progress that you made. I think that's very uh, that's a good point you make about you can slip there. Just don't stay there. Hmm. I mean, I think it, it's human nature to slip, but it, it just happens. But you got to acknowledge yourself again, self work to get yourself out from there. Yeah, You're, I think we forget that, you know, our time will come. We're so focused on the journey. I think sometimes that we forget about, I mean, the end destination, the goal that we forget that the journey is supposed to be just as fun. Yeah, it's funny because I was just talking to Jamila Soufrant of the Journey to Launch podcast Mm -hmm. on my show, um, and we were just talking about how she realized it's not the end destination that's the most important because she talks about like financial independence. We were talking about it's the journey to it and all that you're learning, and you may never actually get to the final goal but it's just the the movement and everything that you experience along the way that is so important. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's one of those things where you just kind of work on. And it's interesting, and, and I love to hear that your guests seem very similar to my guests. I mean, they're all chasing dreams, 
but they all have the same kind of lessons that they're working through and, and figuring mm-hmm. out. And it goes to show you guys, we're all just regular people ha- facing the same things, regardless. Right? That yeah. is so true. I mean, oftentimes I think we forget that celebrities and people who are more known, maybe not celebrities, but people who are known in their industry, whatever it is, that they've somehow become superheroes or super people that they're just untouchable, that they've done something special or different that we can't attain or we can't emulate. And I think it's safe to say that, at least from the people I've talked to, they're regular people. Yeah, like I, I always, I, it's funny because like, you know, when I interview people on the show that may have like, they might be celebrities or they might be like famous and I'm saying that in quotes, like, you know, it's funny because you think I go into it and I get so nervous. I'm like, oh my God, I'm interviewing a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And then you realize like they have a mouth just like me. They have a voice just like me. Like they are regular people. And if we stop seeing celebrities and we stop putting them on these pedestals and we realize that what they've accomplished, you know, is because of certain actions they've taken, right, repeatedly over time, we'll start to see that, like, we're capable of doing the same things as well. Um, It's so, I love that you talked about that. It's a distinction that I think a lot of people need to make. I mean, whether the celebrities themselves remember that they're regular people (laughs) is something different. I think some of them do, though. Yeah, I I think some people do because they're always surprised or something. There are some that don't. Um, There's always you're always going to find that. But I I think the thing we need to remember is, you know, they didn't just get there by the snap of their fingers. You know, it's the work that they put in. And just like the work you're putting in, things just kind of aligned for them, however it did. But it sure enough was not an overnight success. Yeah. Definitely. You know, like I I have a cousin who um, when I went to L.A. Hollywood, I actually met up with her. So she's a songwriter and she wrote the song uh, um, Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z. Like oh, New nice. York. Uh, yeah, that song. She wrote it. And she was just talking about like I remember like she's about I want to say she's about like 11, 10 years older than me. But I remember like me being in middle school and her being like in college and just being in her room making beats day after day. Like she would let me like make fake songs on her computer and she was like Raina I'm gonna make it like I'm gonna make it right and I'm like okay cuz you're gonna make it you're gonna make it right me not even really knowing what she was trying to be because I didn't really understand the industry and now seeing her just have so much success but also it's like it took her like 15 years to get to that one moment right that one moment that was a hit song so sometimes we put timetables on how you know, how long this journey should take us. And that's been something else I've learned is like everyone's journey looks different. And I have to remind myself, like, you know, almost three years into podcasting. And, you know, sometimes there's days where you probably feel like this, Amy, it's like, I just want to give up or, you know, why are my downloads going down? They're supposed to always be going up. Right. And, um, I tell myself, I put things into perspective, like think about like Oprah's career, right? She's had like decades long career, but in year two, Oprah wasn't popping, right? Even in year three, Oprah wasn't popping. So it's like, why do I think that success should come so quickly? And do, do I really want it to come quickly? Maybe there's lessons that I need to learn right now in these first formative years so that if, and when it does come, I'm better prepared. And, you know, I've had the time to like gradually build towards it. Right. Like you can't climb a ladder from the from the top. That's what my mom always told me growing up. Yo, that's deep. I love that. 
I have not heard of that. That's all. That's really cool. I said it with a Jamaican accent. I like, can't climb a ladder from the top. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, but kudos to your cousin because didn't that win a r- Grammy? Yeah, it did. It did. She won the Grammy for it. That's amazing. And, y- you know, to your point, hard work. Mm-hmm. Hard work. You just don't know what's going to pop out from it. But, you know, the journey is where you find out. Yep. So I got to ask you before I let you go, what is one thing that you would recommend to someone who's chasing their dream today that they do? Uh, the first thing that popped into mind was you need to be real, like not with anybody else, but be real with yourself about what that real dream is. I think a lot of us have like dreams that we tell people like you could ask me, hey, Raina, like, what's your big goal? You know, what's the thing that you really want to do with your life? And I may say, hey, I want to be a firefighter. But like deep down inside, I don't really want to be a firefighter. I want to be an astronaut. Right. But it's like, I don't tell people I want to be an astronaut and I don't even spend time reflecting on with myself that my real dreams are to become an astronaut. So then what happens? You end up leading the firefighter life and you're not really happy. You're not really fulfilled. So for me, what I'm learning is I really need to be clear with myself and real with myself about what the real dream is, because that's going to be like that inner steering wheel. Like, you know, if, if, if I know that my real dream is to be an astronaut, like I think our body and our thoughts and our actions will align and make sure that we're in line with that dream and not other people's dreams or not, not the dream that we think we should be dreaming, but the dream we really want. So be real with yourself and, and have that, have that conversation because I think a lot of us, I think we're not real about what the real dream is. I think she's right. I do. I do. I think, you guys should take that advice and run with it. Absolutely. Raina, thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to come on the show and just share your experiences. It was awesome. Thank you, Amy. This was so much fun. And I encourage your audience to continue chasing their dreams. And guys, that was Raina Campbell. She's an amazing chief dream driver. You guys can learn more about Raina and find all the links we mentioned in the show notes page over at amyj21.com slash episode 162. That's episode 162. Until next time, Dream Chasers, keep chasing. Thank you so much for listening to Chasing Dreams. Amy would love to connect with you and hear all about your pursuit of chasing your dreams. Connect with her on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram via at Chasing Dreams HQ. Or you can find Amy on Twitter at AmyJ21. That's A-I-M-E-E-J-2-1. Be sure to visit headquarters over at ChasingDreamsHQ.com for more inspiration, motivation, and resources to help with your own dream chase. We hope you'll join Amy next week. And until then, keep chasing. Keep chasing.